This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, here we are, Mark Bickley, Studio Lumo, myself, you, and um, Jack in the studio today. Bix told me before the start of the show, just don't mention that I've got an old mate sitting behind me who uh, not only is uh, making these noises, but also he's got the loudest keyboard ever, and you can hear this. It's like a typewriter. Come on, man. Uh, we got through. So you're going to drive back from Victoria to Adelaide today. We had a big show. Tom Morris joined us. Trey Kell. And Trey is also a pun because he hits three-pointers, which is a tray in basketball. You get it? Okay. Yeah, got it. That's a three. Is that who you got? <laughs> no. Well, I, that, I thought that was a statement. I was taking that as a statement because there's not much to add to that. It, okay. It's, um, we spoke to Clayton he, Oliver. Is he a three-point specialist, Trey? I just said that. No, no, no. But he said he no, shoots. No, he hit three-pointers. Yeah, no, okay. We well, spoke about we've... Clayton Oliver, not true, well, to Clayton Oliver. No, we've always needed that, though, the 36s. We haven't had really an outside guy, have we? Yep, we've had heaps. Who? Anthony Drimmick last year, Jason Kadee oh, this year, the year on. before, Dusty Hannis. Do you want me to keep going? Well, Dusty who? Dusty Hannis. Wasn't he in the Three Amigos? <laughs> Dusty Bottoms? Can you tell? Can you name the three guys in the Three Amigos? Yeah, who were they? Curly, Mo, <laughs> no. no, and Larry. Ned Niederlander, Dusty Bottoms, and who was Chevy Chase? Was Dusty Bottoms? Yeah, that was that, that were the three guys in it. That was Martin Short, I reckon. Mm. Anyway, we'll, we digress. We'll come back with the third one tomorrow in the podcast, perhaps. Will we? I bet you'll forget. You Probably will. Right. You will. Uh, no, it was a good <laughs> podcast today. Have a listen to it. Uh, the other good thing about not being in studio loom, I like the official one, is I can turn my mic off when I cough, and I cough most of the show today. Mm. What's going on? Uh, and, you know when your kids are at childcare and school, you just catch it at the end of it and you catch mm. the worst part? Mm. And also I'm noticing, like, this is – how many shows? What show are we up to? Uh, about 80. 80. This is the first time that you're not wearing any sporting apparel this morning, so you must have one of your workshops or something on, do you? It's got a job interview. Job so I'm leaving SENSA. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I am Clayton Oliver style where yeah. um, we haven't publicly discussed that uh, I'm on the out, but soon it will be revealed. And funnily mm. enough, Tom Morris might report that tomorrow. <laughs> seven year deal. Have you got a seven year deal? I don't even have a seven day deal, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. We'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs> Your local tyre power. Get four for the price of three on selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh.
19 minutes past six. Good morning to you. We are in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And Bix, if you haven't heard yet, I mean, uh, I would like to think you have heard this, but Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you are in with a chance. T's and C's apply. There's so much American sport happening at the moment, Bix. We mentioned yesterday it was NBA Media Day. Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat. He was the photo that we chucked on our Twitter or X account. Uh, He had a a different style of haircut. He straightened his hair. But all of the teams collectively had their media days yesterday, including, um, we're going to say, South Australia's very own, even though he's Victoria's very own, Josh Giddy. This is him at OKC. Luckily, my dad gave me a lot of freedom. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Sorry, we've got someone over here. Here's one of the guys you passed it to. Um, So with our team... Yeah. Uh, nice to meet you. I'm Jalen Williams. Josh. Nice to meet you. Uh, with our team, we have a lot of guys that do social media, TikToks, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. Um, if you had to pick somebody on the team to say who's the best TikToker, yeah. who would you pick? Uh, well, it's not you. That's my first answer. <laughs> well, uh, I'd say myself. For TikTok, it might be myself. That's YouTube, very YouTube might be J Dub. He's got a good YouTube page. Um, Trey Man, Aaron Wiggins, uh, Shay, Lou, Chet. Everyone's good on TikTok. So, so everybody, will yeah, be- yeah, everyone but him is good on TikTok. So we got a pretty active social media team. Yeah, because the reason I'm playing this for you is because a couple of years ago, Josh Giddy was here as an 18 year old in South Australia, um, just a kid from Victoria, finding his way through life. In two years, he has absorbed the American accent straight away, and now he's American. Say, it sounds like he sounds like Don Lane. How, how does that happen so quickly? That's a very quick transition from oh, Australian, sure. where you're in Adelaide and you're saying things like Lego and mm. Palmy, to then mm. Josh Giddy's full American now. Stoby Pole. Yeah. Mm. And it's, it literally, if you had your eyes closed, you would have thought... That was a guy who was uh, born in America. Amazing stuff. My goodness. Um, we have uh, a big prize today, the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Bix, can you just talk for a sec because i got a cough? Yeah, no, that's fine. We had this uh, last week. We ran a sweep for the grand final. We asked everyone to put in their result, who was going to win the game and by what margin, along with the Norm Smith medalists. Now, nobody chose Bobby Hill. No one um, picked Bobby Hill at all. Nobody chose Bobby Hill, so we uh, we scrubbed out the Norm Smith medalist, and then we just went straight to the margin, and we've gone through all of our uh, texts and and people that rang, and we've kept the obviously a close eye on it. And congratulations, Annie, you have won our prize to the Hotel Grand Chancellor. A couple of nights accommodation, yep. full uh, works and jerks. It's absolutely fantastic. So, Annie, give us a call if you got, got the opportunity or we'll give you a call. Yes, you get way. overnight parking for one car, $50 food and beverage credit. Um, it's valued at a couple of hundred bucks. Kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras, which is awesome. So, um, Annie went with Collingwood by eight points, Jordan Degowie as the Norm Smith medalist. So, we had that just in case someone was uh, equal with another person mm. with their guess. I think I said Darcy Moore was going to be the Norm Smith medalist, and I was way off, I reckon. Vix, who yeah. was your suggestion? Uh, I went with Cam Rayner, so he didn't really fire no. up too much either. It was an interesting one, because when you looked at the the voting, it was Bobby Hill got three votes from every person, yep. and then it was uh, Kitty Coleman, Coleman who, who was dynamic in the first half, yeah. uh, but then died right out of it. 22 touches in the first half, and he had three or four more for the game. But it would have been interesting... <clears throat> If Brisbane had have won, yep. who would have the Norm Smith medalist been? Should it have still been Bobby Hill? 
Would it have been Kitty Coleman? I think it still would have been Bobby Hill. Mm. Bobby Hill's had such an impact on that game, for sure. Well, and, and other players who never got a vote, like Jack Crisp had 25 disposals, kicked two goals. Yeah. Uh, never got a vote. Pendlebury got a couple of votes because uh, he sort of performed late in the last quarter, so he was sort of front of mind. Um, yeah, so it was it was pretty interesting counting, but there wasn't standout players across the whole day, so that's what made it uh, more difficult. Zach Bailey started really well as well, kicked two amazing goals, but uh, failed to really have a huge impact or big impact on the game. Well, congratulations to any you have taken away that night's stay. Uh, the other good news is, Bix, we have another one of them to give away today. So we're playing who's in the lobby of the Hotel Grand Chancellor. We'll do that after 6.30 this morning. Kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. There's plenty to talk about today. If you've just turned on to SEN, whether you're listening on the app or on 1629, um, our number to text is 0427 154166. Tom Morris will join us this morning. Also, Trey Kell from the Adelaide 36ers. Good morning to you. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 29 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, thanks to Mourn Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. Our number 0427 154. One double six, Mark Bickley. It's going to be a big day today. Tom Morris will join us to talk about all of the trade news, how it's going to affect and impact our South Australian clubs. Uh, Trey Kell from the Adelaide Thirty Sixes, and of course your calls. We've got lots of sports news happening too. The Redbacks had a great start yesterday, um, thanks to Jake Lehman. So we're going to talk about that very soon, and of course, plenty more. We'll come back right after the news. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 26 to 7. Good morning to you. I was going to say it's a beautiful morning in Adelaide, but I would be lying, Bix, and I don't want to do that to you. Uh, we're here thanks to Tire Power. Great race sale is now on and uh, in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. It's great to be with you as always. There's plenty of sport going on, Bix. All the footy stuff we got covered, but um, lots of South Australian sport kick-starting into what we call the summer of sport at the start of spring, so to speak. So what do we got for our sports <laughs> update? Okay, let's start with Curtis Mead. He is poised to make Australian baseball history when the team rosters are confirmed for the Major League Baseball postseason. Now, if Tampa Bay, if the Tampa Bay Rays keep the 20-year-old infielder from Adelaide on their squad, he will be the first position player from Australia to reach the MLB, the Major League Baseball playoffs. Every other Australian in the MLB postseason has been a pitcher. Damian Moss, Graham Lloyd, Liam Hendricks, Graham Balfour and Pete Moylan. So... How good is that by young Curtis Mead? He's a um, he's an infielder, which is fabulous. He had his first home run the other weekend. So well done to him, and let's hope that he stays on the roster for the playoffs. Tommy Rogic has retired from football to focus on family. Rogic, uh, one of the most talented soccerers in recent years who starred for Scottish powerhouse Celtic, has called time after scoring 10 goals in 53 internationals between 2012 and 2022. So we wish him all the best. That was a bit of a strange one, Bix, because he left Celtic and surprised a few people when he left Celtic. And then he wasn't part of the Socceroos World Cup campaign because no. he just couldn't get a team to 
to find form and be selected at the right time. Um, and there was also discussion that he was going to go and play in Saudi Arabia for a little bit. Because if you think Tommy Rogic in our last couple of World Cup and Asian Cup campaigns has been, he's been the guy. He's been the go-to mm. guy that has mm. saved Australia a lot of times. So um, he's also a very private person. So to do it on his own terms and not have any kind of fanfare, I think is probably the way that he would have wanted to exit. Yep, and he wants to come back and raise his family in Australia, which mm. is also nice as well. Uh, and a bit lo- more local, closer to home, stand-in skipper Jake Lehman has struck a century to steer South Australia out of strife against Tasmania on day one of their Sheffield Shield match. Now, Jake Lehman was appointed captain while Travis Heat is on Australian duties. He struck 115 of South Australia's 307 they were all out at Karen Rolton Oval in Adelaide uh, with Ben Menenti also making 71. Now, they were in a bit of trouble early. I think there was something like four for 49 before Menenti joined Lehman. They put on a um, a big partnership there. A couple of other blokes in the, the tail did pretty well. Wes Agars made a quick fire 20. I think uh, uh, Brendan Doggett uh, hung around a bit for 12 or 13, which enabled South Australia to get to 307. They made them. It was like a one-day game. They're 307. They made just under five runs and over. And at Tasmania, that Tasmania ended up going in. Um, and they were one for 94 at stumps with Caleb Jewell on uh, 45 and Charlie Wackim on 36. So over 400 runs scored on uh, the first day. And let's hope that uh, with a bit of that precipitation, maybe adds a little bit to the wicket at Karen Rolton and maybe the, the bowlers can make a bit of headway today on day two of that Shield match. That's if they get out there. My daughter today has a uh, an excursion to the Botanical Gardens and the message from school or the holiday care was bring a raincoat if we go. So mm. for me, potentially the Redbacks players would be told to bring a poncho or a raincoat just in case they get some action today. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. Definitely. Uh, Let's talk some Footy Scout Recycling Centre, 11 locations across South Australia. Just for those people who have switched on for the very first time, Bix, do you want to tell us about Travis Boak quickly? Yes, he's going to play on next season. Uh, The Port Adelaide star is set to reach 350 matches as he hunts for an elusive AFL premiership before retirement. Uh, It was a little unclear, his future, as the power crashed out of the finals, but they announced on Tuesday that he signed a one-year deal in his 17th season at Alberton. Yeah, we're going to talk about Jackson Haitley in a moment because he had a bit to say yesterday. But also, uh, Andrew McWalter has officially left Richmond. So where's he going? He's headed to Melbourne, and that's going to be almost a straight swap, isn't it? Adam Uze went from Melbourne to Richmond from uh, one of the senior assistants to become the the head coach at Richmond. And I'm I'm guessing that Andrew McWalter has gone from the head coach at Richmond to being the senior assistant at Melbourne. So... Uh, he led the Tigers uh, to seven wins from 13 games after he took over from the three-time premiership coach, Damien Hardwick. Uh, what was that? About seven rounds mm. into the season. Thank you, Bix. Don't throw away cash. Bring your cans, bottles, appliances and more to a Scout Recycling Centre. As I mentioned, we're going to play some audio from Jackson Haitley very soon because he's a player that has been delisted by the Adelaide Football Club. He was fantastic. One of the McGarry favourites going into the counter a couple of weeks ago. But I feel like um, uh, he, he takes a fair bit of confidence from a couple of other delisted footballers that have now become premiership players. So we'll talk about that very soon. And also next, we have your chance to get that. Night stay at the Hotel Grand Chancellor because someone is in the lobby. We'll give you our first clue after this. 
Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 16 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, Mark Bickley, we are about to talk Jackson Haitley. He had a bit to say yesterday about his delisting and what happens from here from the Adelaide Football Club? We'll talk to Tom Morris a little bit more about that too at 7.30 this morning. Thanks to Montem Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. I think it's time though we left Studio Lumo and headed to the Hotel Grand Chancellor. What do you think? We've done this before. Yes. Uh, we had a fantastic night there, you and me. It was a, a brilliant evening where we had all of the food and beverages. I jumped in the pool the next morning, which you were disgusted by. Well, yeah, you jumped in the pool and you, they had the spa going as well, which Very was nice because it was a little bit chilly. So it was nice to have jump in the warm spa. Heated pool. Uh, we would love for you to get uh, overnight accommodation for two people in a king or a twin room. Kicking goals with Hotel Grand Chancellor's exclusive SEN free extras deal booked direct for the win. All you need to do is call us now, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You need to identify who is in the lobby. So have a listen very closely. Yeah, it was a tough battle all day, obviously. They're a pretty strong side, especially around the footy. Mm. Mm. Okay. Do you want to hear it one more time? Yes, please. <laughs> there was a bit of delay there. Oh, I thought it was a rhetorical question. Yeah, it was a tough battle all day, obviously. They're a pretty strong side, especially around the footy. Okay. Mm. Call us right now. Our number is... One three hundred seven three six seven three six, and if you get that right, you will get that night stay in the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Can I just uh, give you a quick update? Just got word through from our producer Jason, who got an email from Tampa Bay. In our sports update, we talked about Curtis Mead being poised to make Australian baseball history if he is confirmed uh, in the Major League Baseball postseason. Well, that has been confirmed as of uh, about 15 minutes ago. How so good is that? Curtis Mead, uh, well done to you, young man. He's going to play in the playoffs for Tampa Bay, which means he'll become the first uh, f- uh, position player, I guess, non-pitcher, to be included in the the Major League Baseball playoffs. So well done. That is very good. Um, before we get to our guest, let's talk about Jackson Haitley uh, very quickly because it was yesterday he had a, a little bit to say in regards to how he feels after being delisted by the Adelaide Football Club. Um, first of all, let's hear his thoughts on the process. He, so, yeah, we just had our, our exit interview at the end of the year. And um, I think when you're out of contract, you sort of have a, a reasonable idea of, you know, the, the things that, that may happen. And um, so I had an idea for probably five or six weeks before, but it is still, it's still always tough to hear in the moment. Um, but no, Nick, we, we just were in Nicky's office and like a standard exit interview. And, um, you know, yeah, he let me know that, that the club, you know, wouldn't be going with me in that direction. So five or six weeks before that, Bix, and then he still played really good Sandful footy too. Mm, so that's mm. that's a credit to the player who I guess it becomes a job application, doesn't it, really? If you know you're going to be delisted, you've got to prove yourself to potentially other suitors. Oh, well, but also, like Billy Frampton, you just never know in footy. Someone gets injured, you get an opportunity. Matt Crouch, for example, was toiling away for probably you know the best part of two-thirds of the season. 
Rory Laird injures his shoulder, mm. that's the only way he was able to to get into the, into the side. And he played himself into a two year contract. So, I think as footballers, you you know you're not dumb, so they understand that, that you know that it's up against you. But there are times where it, it can fall your way. So. Look, Jackson Haley, he's a, he's a quality young man, so he gives him a chance to – gives himself a chance because he trains really hard. As he he talked about yesterday and he, he, a bit further on in that interview, he talked about playing as best footy or as good a footy as he's played yeah. at, at any time in his career. So he feels he's ready, and I, I'm pretty sure he would take a lot of uh, uh, salvation from blokes like Oleg Markov, for example, who was – Kicking around, delisted from the Suns. He was training on at uh, other clubs and then finally gets an opportunity. Let's have a listen to, to uh, Jackson. Yeah, 100%. Everyone's, you know, it's amazing what he's done. He's a premiership player now. And I think, you know, everyone's story and journey is, is so different. And there's no there's no one way to, to go about it. Pretty rarely does, you know, someone come in and you just play all the way through and you're at the one club and win premierships and it's everyone's story is super different. So I'm, I'm, you know, embracing my journey and I'm, you know, I've had some unbelievable experiences and I feel very, very um, thankful and lucky for, you know, the time I've already had. Um, but I certainly don't feel like my, my journey's over from a, you know, high level footy um, point of view. And um, yeah, seeing someone like, I don't, I don't know, Oleg, but just seeing that from, from the outside, it's, um, yeah, it's unbelievable and, and you just never know. What Lots of good stories coming from that, Mark Bickley. All right, on our phones, uh, 1300 736 736, we say good morning to Jared in Craigmore. Let's play for you, first of all, the guess of uh, who is in the Hotel Grand Chancellor lobby. Here is the sound. Yeah, it was a tough battle all day, obviously. They're a pretty strong side, especially around the footy. Okay, Jared, good morning to you. Who do you think it is? Good morning, boys. I think it's um, Dane Zorko from the Brisbane Lions. No, incorrect. Mm. Incorrect. I mean, can I can I give a clue? I just... Do you is think it Tom in... Morris? Is it Tom Morris? Wait, you can't win, <laughs> Mark Bickley. So, Jared's had a go. It's Tom Morris, um, but it just sounded a little bit like his voice. Okay, we'll keep the calls coming in because uh, we have this amazing prize to give away. All right, now let's go to Todd in Athelston. Todd, do you need to hear it one more time? Uh, no, I reckon I'll just have a guess, mate. Yes. That's all right. I reckon it's Markoff from Collingwood. It's not Markoff from Collingwood. Hmm. Bix, hmm. would you like to hear it again? Yes, please. Okay, here it is. <laughs> Yeah, it was a tough battle all day, obviously. They're a pretty strong side, especially around the footy. Okay. Uh, do you was want a clue grand, now? Was it, was it from the grand final? Because, see, I'm in Melbourne, so I don't know. I can't see the screen. I don't know who Jared has uh, chosen for this. Give us a clue, Jared. Okay, so uh, Oleg Markov is closer than Dane Zorko. Mm. As in, this person, yes, played in the grand final on the weekend. But for which team? I know I've just said Oleg, Oleg Markov is a little bit closer. <laughs> is that helping? So, you know, well, that would suggest that it's a Collingwood player. So that narrows it down. We've had, it's not Oleg. So there's there's 21 other people it could be, I reckon. Exactly. Okay. So about a 5% chance. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 is our number. So let us know. We're here in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. I want to continue that conversation um, about Jackson Haightley uh, Bix because it was yes. important that we went to the people who took the time to call us up. Um, this is him talking about his frustrations of not playing much AFL. 
Yeah, it's certainly a challenge. It's funny, you know, this was obviously my fifth year in the system and I had one game as the as the sub where I sort of played um, a quarter of footy and it's certain like whereas I felt like this was it's it's definitely the best I've been as a footballer this year, but it's the, the least amount of games I've I've played. So it's funny how, how it happens sometimes. It's not always not always linear. Um, but you know, I, I take confidence from the fact that I certainly got better this year as a footballer and um, you know, I, I would have loved to have played a lot of AFL this year. Um, but you know, playing some some state league games, we had you know a pretty strong a strong team there, and um, was able to play some some good footy, and um, you know it's it's still an enjoyable enjoyable thing to do. Um, but no, I certainly didn't lose any, any confidence in what I can do at AFL level. Mm, yeah, so there's Jackson Haley talking about that. It is easy to forget that he's 22 years of age. So um, you would think. With some of the teams that are battling in the bottom half of the ladder, and I'm thinking of North Melbourne, and I'm thinking of the West Coast Eagles. I, I, um, as I said, I, I know Jackson a little bit, and I just know the quality of person that he is. He's got great leadership skills as well. And you would think that having five years of development already put into him um, at a couple of good clubs, that, that he'd be worth a punt by one of those perhaps lower-ranked clubs that, you know, think about Ben Keyes, for example. Ben Keyes was in exactly the same position mm. at Brisbane where he was just behind others in the midfield, couldn't get a look in. Um, so that, that's another player I think Jackson should be looking at and saying, what areas do I need to get better at? And, and you know, Keyes is a running machine. Can Jackson Haightley get fitter and cover the ground better? Um, you know, his kicking for Ben Keyes is still a work in progress, but Jackson Haightley, that's pr- perhaps another area, a bit more penetration and a bit more, um, uh, you know, accuracy with his kicking. And then the other one is is just perhaps some speed, you know, like can you do something where you can improve, you know, become a bit more dynamic as a player and sort of burst out of stoppage. So they're the type of things that you look at and say, which one of those can I get, you know, a 10 or 15% increase on? And it's bloody hard to improve your kicking by 10 or 15%. So maybe some of those other physical factors, you know, that – a bit, a bit of speed, a bit of extra endurance. So those are some of the things that maybe just give you the edge over other players. We've got a, a few more guesses on one three hundred seven three six seven three six for who is in the lobby for the Hotel Grand Chancellor. Yeah, it was a tough battle all day, obviously. They're a pretty strong side, especially around the footy. Okay, so let's go to Annie. First of all, good morning to you, Annie. First of all, uh, you'd be very happy about Travis Boak re-signing, but who's your guess? Oh, yes, I am Walshy. Um, I'm going to have a real stab in the dark and say Willem Drew. No, unfortunately, uh, no. He also didn't play in the grand final over the weekend, but that is okay. He was hoping that he would, so let's go to Matt in Mawson Lakes. Matt, who's your guess? Morning, boys. Tom Mitchell for me. (laughs) We're narrowing it down. We're getting down. We're about down to 20 now. Who we got next, Mark Bickley? Uh, Can you I'm see the phone screen? David no, in Windsor Gardens. I don't Oh, sorry, mate. I don't know what you can see. Um, <laughs> David in Windsor Gardens, who's your guess? Uh, let's have a ping at Jordan DeGoey. Uh, we've basically gone through both teams' lists now. So no, it is no, still no. up for grabs. Just to remind you of what you can win here, uh, we're kicking goals with Grand Chancellor's Adelaide's free extras, overnight accommodation for two people in a king or twin room, parking for one car, $50 food and beverage credit. Uh, this is amazing. It's part of uh, SEN's free extras package. 
Andrew in Redwood Park on 1300 736 736. I'm going to play it for you one more time. Listen closely. Yeah, it was a tough battle all day, obviously. They're a pretty strong side, especially around the footy. Okay, Andrew in Redwood Park. Who do you think it is? Uh, I think it's Scott Pendlebury. <laughs> so, so Jared, we've gone so far. We've gone through Mitchell, yep. Pendlebury, mm-hmm. Dugowie, Dugowie. We've gone through all the midfielders. What, what end of the ground does this Collingwood player play at? Uh, I would like to say that this player, during his career, has played in a lot of positions, but mm. he was recruited in a position at Collingwood where it's almost a key position player. And on the weekend, he was recruited to replace someone who kicked goals. Am I helping you out? Yeah, well, you might as well just said his name. Well, I'm just just trying to help. Okay, well, let's go to (laughs) to Matt in Redwood Park. What is your guess? Uh, I was was thinking Dane Zorko. Oh, were you thinking? Sorry, mate. Sorry. Okay, it's a Collingwood player. Yeah. Thank Colin you, Matt, though. Call back he's anytime. A tall, he's a big tall rooster, I take it. I don't know. I mean, all I can do is just hear who's in the lobby of the Hotel Grand Chancellor. <laughs> so just continue calling back. Let's go through a couple of text messages. We'll take more of your guesses after 7 o'clock. 0427-154-166. So there's been discussion about Clayton Oliver, mm. uh, the Melbourne player that, well, look, make of this whatever you like. Yourself and myself now reporting on afl.com.au, one to watch over the next couple of weeks. Clubs are weighing up now whether to make a move for Melbourne superstar Clayton Oliver in this year's trade period. Uh, Oliver obviously has a massive seven-year contract uh, that he signed in the middle of last year that now takes him through to the end of 2030. Yeah, and rival clubs are considering the cost of a trade attempt for Oliver, four-time best and fairest winner with the Demons. It is unclear if he would be open to any move and there's been absolutely no indication that Melbourne would be willing to part with him either. But this is from a point of view of the rival clubs Mm. getting their things in order to see if play for him is something that they want to proceed with. What about this, this Mark Bickley, 0427-154-166? Heath has said Clayton Oliver to Adelaide. I mean, what about Shane McAdam for Clayton Oliver? (laughs) (laughs) For trade. Wow. Um, I was just looking at Clayton Oliver's age. So he's he's just turned 26 in July. And so he's contracted through to 2030. So that means in the last, he's got six years to go of his contract. So he's he's in his early 30s. uh, and, And I'm suggesting he's on... Big money. He's a four-time best and fairest winner. He's a multiple All-Australian. He's been the Brownlow favourite. Played 162 games. He's perfectly fitted into Adelaide's sort of window of style of play. You know, you think of he's he's almost the same sort of model as Jordan Dawson, isn't he? In terms of that mm. age profile, he he um, you know, he brings experience. He's a Premiership player. I, I just wonder whether that's going to scare, or not just wonder, that is going to scare a lot of people off. Taking on a big contract for six years, um, thats I, I think he's the perfect style of player for Adelaide or, or one of the types because he's a big-bodied player. He bursts out of stoppage, but I just don't think 
that Adelaide will entertain that. All right, we've got to go to the news, but uh, on 1300 736 Here we go. Yeah, it was a tough battle all day, obviously. They're a pretty strong side, especially around the footy. Todd in Norlunga, who is in the lobby? Uh, Billy Franklin. Oh. Winner! We've got a winner. <laughs> Finally, we got there. Billy Frampton is in the lobby with a premiership medal hanging around his neck. Congratulations, mate. You've got the night stay at the Hotel Grand Chancellor, uh, the exclusive SEN free extras package. It's all yours. Thanks for listening and having some fun with us, mate. Thank you. Cheers, mate. It's a pretty good prize, isn't it, Bix, when oh, you think about it? It's awesome. Who, who wouldn't want to in the city at this time of year. Wait, wait till the sun comes out again. And uh, it's a great place to be, Adelaide, at the minute. Be very nice. Okay, we have plenty more still to come on the show. Tom Morris is going to join us with all of the trade stuff. Trey Kell from the Adelaide 36 is Quick Bix today too. It's a different edition of Quick Bix today. Something you're unfamiliar with, Mark Bickley. So oh, I'm going I'm to bomb out on this then. No, I? I think you'll be very good today. It's on 7 o'clock this morning. Good morning. Minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Warm team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Three minutes past seven. Good morning on SENSA Breakfast. Showers atop of 16 degrees today. Uh, Beaumont Tiles has given away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's. Before November 12, you are in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Bix, uh, I wanted to talk trade with you in a moment because that's all we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks. We love the silly season and we might be talking about it a bit more over the next few years if a mid-season trade comes in. Um, but we've got lots of people calling the show today and we love that. We love you when you mm-hmm. call us. Our number is one 736 736 Hello. Hi. Hello. So we like to do something each day is you ring, you win. It's as simple as that. You can talk about anything. You get your voice on SENSA. Yes. You win something. We've got a $100 Archie's footwear voucher. Archie's thong's so comfy you'll never take them off. Just call us right now. It, it doesn't even matter what you talk about. It could be how your local team went this weekend. It could be how your local team went this season. Who won your club's best and fairest? Is Kane Corns upset that Tim Taranto won Richmond's best and fairest? <laughs> um, so just give us a buzz and you win the voucher no matter what. It's as easy as that. Let's talk about the trademark Bickley because we just before the news we're having a chat about Clayton Oliver, and we've got some texts mm. coming in um, on zero four two seven one five four one double six. Graham from Brisbane saying Melbourne can have Ollie Wines and Xavier Dersma for Clayton Oliver. Is everybody potentially gettable, or is everybody potentially tradable? Clayton Oliver is someone that, when I woke up in the middle of the night and saw his name, it's not something that I expected. No, uh, and and I would dare say, but for an injury at the start of this season and a sort of recurring style injury. And I think he had a operation post season as well on his knee. Um, so maybe some of those little niggles uh, are what's brought this about. No one's talking about trading Christian Petrarca, are they? Mm. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure if, if Clayton Oliver had played the whole season and hardly missed the game, I don't think they, they would have been talking about him being traded either. And, and I, I'm not sure he's got too many suitors. The only suitors I see are someone like North Melbourne, who have got a long time frame before, you know, they've got a couple of years before they're going to seriously challenge. And it'll still be 
in the window for for a player like Oliver because he's contracted to 2030. Uh, but at the same time, you've got to have heaps of cap space to be able to do it because he's going to be on a lot of money for the next six years. Yeah. I, I was surprised when Brody Grundy's name came up earlier this year that he's going to spend 12 months at Melbourne and then go to what mm. looks like Port Adelaide or Adelaide and now is Sydney. I just wonder uh, how much clubs are valuing their players to say, yeah, we're going to be open to discussions. And then if Melbourne are trying to get involved in the uh, recruitment of Harley Reid or that pick, how much pressure that puts on him to perform if they're willing to give up the farm to even have that conversation. Mm, yeah. Well, it, it's, yeah. Th- th- once again, all, all the things are being explored at the moment. And, and as I said yesterday, I, I bet you there'll be something that'll happen by the end of this trade period that none of us will, will have thought of the list managers and the, um, the recruiting bosses, they are, remember they're full time at this caper and for nine months of the year, they've got lots of time on their hands to be thinking, how do we manipulate this to work best for us? Um, and you know, we saw, we've seen salary dumps and we're seeing them look very closely at what happens in the States. Um, so yeah, there'll be some things that will come out of it, but Interesting you mentioned about trading players. And are there players that are that just mean so much to your club that you just wouldn't think of trading them? And there, there are, there's very few players in the competition that are like that, I must say. Um, but there are a couple. I, I don't think the Western Bulldogs could even contemplate trading Marcus Bontempelli. Like no matter Unless he dire, was extremely unhappy, yeah. Unless how dire things got. Yeah. There's no way... Bond is going anywhere. Same with Patrick Cripps. I think Cripps is the heart and soul of the Carlton Footy Club, and he just means so much to so many people. The way he's sort of fought through really sort of dire times, and it was so good to see him get a taste of final success. Played in his first final series in ten years. Yep. Nick Dacos now, or, or either of the Dacos brothers. It's hard to think that they could be anywhere else going forward now. Now hold on. So, are you saying that Nick and Josh are a package deal? I'm not saying that, but I just feel like they are part of now. They're they're part of the um, the fabric yep. of you know Darcy Moore. The same. They, they've mm-hmm. got that sort of history now, and they've sort of they've now woven into sort of Collingwood folklore. I just can't see them going anywhere. You look at Port Adelaide. Um, Connor Rosie is someone that I just can't see going anywhere, or or anyone wanting him to go anywhere because he's a local that. Now, Zach Butters, I would say the same, but there's always that, that um, the lure of potentially going back to Victoria if you're from Victoria. Now, is Zach Butters from Country Victoria or, yes. or Metro? Country Victoria? Yep, yep. Well, Country Victoria would suggest that he's probably less likely as well. So they're two players that I wouldn't think that Port Adelaide would be contemplating you know, any entertaining any thoughts about so that both those guys you would think are, are huge candidates for long term contracts in the the very sort of the near future. If they haven't, I'm not sure what their status is at the moment. How many years they got left? But I would, if I was Port, you'd be looking to extend them by three, four, five years at the age that they are at to try and absolutely lock them away, like they've done with with Jason Horn Francis bringing him back on a six year deal. Okay, so let me ask you a question about Clayton Oliver then because he's the name that I'm sure Tom Morris will raise and it's been spoken about over the past 24 hours. If the question was asked of are you prepared to move, does the fact he's won a premiership make that decision a little bit easier 
Like, do you now, knowing that you've won premierships at your football club, go, I've accomplished everything that I need to at that football club, and now it might be a fresh start if if it is uh, issues with the, the high-performance team because of his injury. Uh, does having that flag kind of lessen the blow to you personally leaving a club? Well, I think it'd be more difficult. I think once you've... You've won a flag with a club. You're inexplicably linked to it. And there's this lure uh, to want to play your, your whole career at that club. And there's a, um, you know, there's a, there's a romance about that, about being at a club and, and winning a flag and then uh, being with that group of mates and then hopefully being able to replicate that. They're, you know, they're very much still in the window. You know, while Max has still got a couple of years left as the, you know, the premier ruckman in the competition You've got Petrarca and, you know, Oliver himself who are, you know, premier mids. You know, I feel like they're they're one or two, you know, forwards away from being an absolute contender again or even, um, you know, Jacob Van Royen is maybe a year or two away from being that real sort of danger forward that they're looking for on a consistent basis. Mm. So they're not far away. So, you know, I, I, I think it's the opposite. I don't think that once you've won it, you think, oh, well, I've won my flag here, I can – go and make some money. I, I feel like it's more, it means a lot more to you. The club is now sort of part of who you are. Do you think that's a very uh, Australian sport mentality? You look at the way that American sports run and a, a lot of athletes are just chasing rings and chasing championships. Yeah, I, I, I do think we're a little bit, we're, we're a number of years behind the Americans in terms of how quickly they change clubs. And and the, the argument that you just put forward about chasing rings and chasing championships. That's different to whether I should stay or go after I've won one. You know, I, I totally understand a player who might be, you know, let's use the St Kilda model. When St Kilda challenged for flags, they were up there and they made a couple of grand finals and couldn't get there. Then they, they decided to bottom out. You know, Brendan Goddard, who else? Were, were Nick Del Santo. Those guys who thought, you know what, I'm 28 years of age. I've probably got three or four years of footy to go. Mm. I, you know, I've made a decision that I really want to chase that dream of winning a premiership. And so they decided to leave. Nick Revolt, Lee Montagna were the opposite. They said, you know what? As much as I love to win a flag, I love my club too much and I want to be loyal to my club. So it depends who you are. And, and both of those arguments are fine depending on, you know, what your, what your value system is and, and, um, you know, you just got to be true to yourself. Would love to know what you think. Uh, 0427154166, tyre power. The great race sale is now on. And Tom Morris will join us shortly to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, if you missed it earlier, Travis Boak has recommitted to the Port Adelaide Football Club. Stressful couple of weeks, I think, um, post-season, just with the decision um, and just talking through with family and, and the club and, and what I wanted to do next. But I've still got a lot of drive and my body still feels great other than the uh the cracked ribs i had this year but um no i'm really excited for another year and, and looking forward to getting out there again what i want to do with your next mark bickley is talk about the number one draft pick so your homework mm. over the next few minutes is to have a look at number one draft picks if they are busts 
or if they are success stories because uh, West Coast are prepared to have conversations about trading that number one pick, which is essentially trading the rights to Harley Reid. So have a think about that. We have the Archie's footwear voucher to give away. Uh, Archie's thong, so comfy, you'll never take them off. Have you tried these yet? I haven't tried them yet. No, I've got a pair. I've had, had them for the last couple of years, actually. I was on very early. So the reason that Archie's the name, it's all about arch support. Right. Now, I've got flat feet, so having a bit of arch support makes thongs very comfortable indeed. So, uh, yeah, get a pair and you'll try them on and you'll never go back. So what you're saying is if they sent us one pair, I could have them because you've already got a pair. You don't need a new pair. Well, if they sent us one pair, it all depends on what size they were. I knew that this would... Huge feet, and I've got tiny little feet. Yeah, I knew this would happen. Uh, and the other good thing about them is is they're a moulded thong. They don't, mm. you, so you can't plug them. They're not like they have plugs. They're a full one giant bit of rubber. So um, they're, they're all good, mate. I tell you, get on to them. All right. Well, there's the new tagline. They're all good, mate. Um, call us now, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. if you want them. It's as simple as that. Call us, get on the air, you win them. It's quarter past seven. Good morning. Five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 20 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. We're in studio, Lumo, powered by... Lumo Energy SA. A massive thanks to Montan Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. Mark Bickley still in Melbourne at the moment. Going to be driving back. So, geez, that's always fun, the drive back, isn't it? Because you're not excited anymore. The drive there is great because you've got something to look forward to. But, oh, driving back sucks. No, well, look, I've been in Melbourne enough now. I'm ready to come home. So, happy to... I'm can't wait to get in to see you tomorrow. That's the thing. Yeah. Who so has that, control over the music playlist when you're not listening to SEN on the drive over? Well, that's the thing. We often just, there's four of us in the car with the two boys. So we often rotate around, mm. you get one song each, which is pretty ordinary when you've got sort of teenagers. You get some rubbish that's getting played out of the back seat. let me tell you. Do you go on the, the giant slide in nil? There's a big slide that you go down <laughs> and it's been there for about 50 years. You should no. do that. No, Take a photo of yourself on the giant slide today and send it in. We'll chuck it on the socials. I'll be just I'll be going straight through Neil. Where are you gonna stop? I don't know. Haven't thought about that. All right. Well, I'm glad I asked that question. Um on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Um Joe has called in from Brompton. So immediately you have won the Archie's footwear voucher for one hundred bucks, Joe, but you've got to talk to us first. So what do you want to talk about, mate? Thanks for listening. Morning, men. I'm um, just ringing up about the number one draft pick. If I was West Coast, I'd be trying to pawn it off to get two to three first rounders, if possible. Mm. It's interesting, Joe, because there's a a local uh, player who they think is around going to go around number two. Mm. So even if they just swap one spot and they get the local player at two who they really want, and then they get something thrown in, the steak knives thrown in, which might be something whether it's a second round or, I don't know, something else that enables uh, North Melbourne to get the number one pick. And North Melbourne, of course, remember, they've got a couple of extra picks, three extra picks over the, the next two years. Maybe they throw one of those extra picks in. That, that once again, to your point, gives them two players for the price of one. And we know they did that last year and they were happy with that with some success. So if they've done it two years in a row, they could potentially turn... Um, two picks into four players, which would be great. Who do you support, Joe? Uh, I'm a Port fan. 
Yeah, okay. Happy with Travis Boak? Uh, yeah, very happy. He's been a legend, so he's got the right to go around again. And he's still delivered this year. He's still pretty good, so he's hmm. serviceable. Hey, absolutely, mate. Congratulations, you've won the just, Archie's footwear voucher. Can I just ask Joe a question? Because it's sort of on the opposite for Port Adelaide. They gave up a couple of first-round draft picks for, for Jason Horn Francis. So instead of having one pick and, and, and turning that into two or three players for West Coast, were you happy with Port using two or three picks to get hold of Jason Horn Francis? Uh, well, I was because he'd already been in the system and he's going to be a gun. Mm. Whereas mm-hmm. players, number one, you're never quite sure what you're going to get, and I feel like he's going to deliver. So I am happy with that. Yes, and, and on exposed form, I, I think you should be rubbing your hands together with what's to come. He looks like an absolute star of the future, if not already. Thank you, Joe. Let's have a listen to West Coast list boss in Rowan O'Brien. This is what he said yesterday about the number one pick. Uh, it's a fairly simple position, uh, to be honest. Um, we're feeling like at this stage we're likely to keep the selection and go to the draft. It doesn't come along very often, pick one, and you know we're trying to bring in some high and young talent, so it's a, a unique opportunity in that regard. We'll listen to everyone's offers if they come our way, um, and that's you know we're open-minded around that. But it's going to have to be something pretty special, I think, to turn our heads. Um, so we'll just see what unfolds at this time last year. We didn't think we'd trade pick two, and that changed, uh, and we feel worked out really well. So we'll listen to those offers and just see what happens. Okay, Bix, quickly, before we head to the break, I want you to go through uh, a recent history of number one draft picks because there's a lot of pressure on Harley Reid at the moment before the kids even picked up a sharing in the AFL system. Yeah, so last year it was Aaron Cadman who uh, played a couple of games without setting the world on fire. He's uh, He went to GWS after that uh, number one pick was traded. The year before was Jason Horn Francis, who looks like he's going to be a genuine star. Uh, 2020 was Jamara Yugo Hagen, mm-hmm. who is on his way to being a, a great player, if not uh, already. Kicked five goals in a game for the Bulldogs this year and had a good run. Matt Rowe, uh, it was 2019, was the number one uh, pick. He's going to be a very good player for a long time. 2018 was Sam Walsh. He looks like a bona fide uh, player for Carlton. Won the player of the final series. Cam Rayner was 2017. Well, he showed this year that he's a very, very, very good player. Andrew McGrath was 2016. So he's been solid. Interesting sort of back pocket halfback flank. You don't often see too many number one picks in that area. Jacob Wiedering was 2015. Well, he's, uh, you know, a great leader and a key position stalwart for Carlton. 2014, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. 2014 was Paddy McCartan at St Kilda. Didn't work out for a whole range of reasons. 2013 was Tom Boyd. Uh, he was at the GWS Giants. Didn't work out for a whole bunch of reasons. 2012 was Lockie Whitfield. Well, he's a star. Uh, 2011, Jonathan Patton, GWS Giants. Well, that didn't work out. David Swallow, 2010, has been a really good player for a long time, but he's been more solid than star, I would suggest, at the Gold Coast Suns. Tom Scully in 2009 didn't really work out for Melbourne. Uh, Jack Watts in 2008. All right, well, we could go through all of them. There's a lot there. So two things that stand out for me there, Bix. Um, First of all, apart from uh, Luke Hodge in 2001 and uh, Tom Boyd it's in 2013 it's a bit of an anomaly because he changed clubs no premiership players there so number one draft picks Luke Hodge Tom Boyd in mm. that whole time so 
Uh, yes, the That's way since that since two thousand, yeah, since two thousand, yeah. So the way that equalisation works, of course, you're going to go to a rebuilding team. Luke Hodge going it in two thousand and one, and then gets his first premiership in two thousand and eight. But still, um, once again, that was a traded pick as well. That yeah, it was, was Fremantle's pick. Yeah, so definitely. So it wasn't Hawthorne's pick. If you want the team success, it may not come straight away with that number one pick, but you build around them for sure. Um, we we got a text in, uh, 0427-154-166. This is from KD of Horsham. And Neil, Bix, you definitely need to have a stop in Neil. Call into the Wimmera Bakery or the Neil Diner for a coffee and feed, then go down the slide, as Jared suggested. It breaks the drive nicely. Safe travels. Well, here's my point. What if it's a bit drizzly? I think you should... A- I'll get a wet bottom when I go on the slide. So the people of country Victoria uh, who are listening today, uh, make sure you are, if Bix leaves at about nine o'clock this morning, so just after lunchtime, Bix will be at Nil going down the slide and we'll sign autographs at the base of the Nil slide. (laughs) Bix will do a meet and greet and sign some autographs as well. Are you okay with that? Yeah, there'll be a huge line, though, I suspect. Okay, it's 28 minutes past seven. Good morning. For all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. Uh, We're going to chat with one of our mates very soon, Tom Morris. Mate, fair dinkum internet without the fuss with all of your trade news. Uh, Our text line is 0427154166. We're also going to be speaking to Trey Kell from the Adelaide 36ers. Because we've got a Signet Boost Power Bank to give away too. We're just looking for text messages today. Uh, Just text in anything you like and it could be yours. It will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. 24-7. Um, Brett has sent in a text saying, I'm very glad Bokey's hanging in there with Port. He's such a pro. He'll always play great footy. He only had a tough 23 because McGovern smashed him in the ribs in a preseason game. Uh, it's a good text from Brett. So we'll head to the news and come back with Tom Morris. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. It is 23 minutes to 8 on SENSA. 16 degrees. Cloudy showers we're going forward today. It's been a challenging start to the morning, Mark Bickley, simply because I couldn't get into the car park at Studio Lumo today. Yeah. It's been it's a 12-month thing, hey, I know. Yeah. And I, I did a real passive-aggressive like shake of my head at the uh, construction workers, and then I felt intimidated, so I just went around the other way and found a park today to get into the building because <laughs> I'm not a confrontation kind of guy. You and I are really heart and soul kind of people. We're not intimidating at all, right? <laughs> Whoa. Conflict's not not big on conflict. We try and find other ways around it. There's a lot of conflict going on in the AFL world at the moment as the uh, trade talk begins to heat up. Someone who is all over this and we are very privileged to be speaking to each morning is our very own Tom Morris. Tom, good morning to you. Can you talk us through how the Clayton Oliver conversation begins? Bix and I are trying to get our heads around um, the fact that he doesn't want to go, Melbourne don't want to let him go, but other clubs think he might be gettable. How does this even work? Good morning. Morning, Walsh. Morning, Bix. Well, we don't. I don't know either way that Clayton Oliver wants to go or not. I don't know what Clayton Oliver's thinking. I don't know whether he has any appetite to go. He might, he might not. So I think we're just going to leave that to the moment. What I do know is that other clubs believe that he's gettable and Melbourne is not shutting down those conversations. Melbourne is open to having those conversations to trade Clayton Oliver, but only obviously for a 
premium deal, an exceptional deal where they would get um, an unbelievable draft hand or players or a combination of both back in, back in return. So, you know, there's some players that Melbourne clearly aren't open to even having a conversation about, you know, Christian Petrarca, Max Gorn, Oliver's not one of those players. This doesn't mm. mean they're pushing him out. And as, as you'd understand, this is a very nuanced situation at this point. It's not the demons are saying you've got to go. It's not the demons saying we want to get rid of you to save money like uh, Collingwood did with Brody Grundy um, or Adam Trelaw or Melbourne did with Jack Watts to Port Adelaide a few years ago. This is just we are open to having these conversations. If you have something for us, come and speak to us. Um, and even then it might not work out. But the fact they're even open to having these conversations with seven years remaining on Clayton Oliver's deal is uh, is quite remarkable. So I, I, I'm not overstating it. I, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here today saying that Clayton Oliver's on the way out, that Melbourne are trying to push him out. None of that. More that hmm. Melbourne is open to the conversations that are currently ongoing with rival clubs, and clubs are exploring the best way to get it done. It's it's a um, unbelievable turnaround when you sign a player on a seven year extension, and then six months later you you. Uh, not, not sort of thinking about it, but you're toying with the idea or you can be entertained with the idea. It, it seems like a quantum shift in your thinking. Yeah. I mean, there's a bit that's happened with Clayton Oliver this year. Um, he's had a very tumultuous year off the field and it's been 18 months since he re-signed, not six okay. months. So that's important mm. to understand because um, uh, there's been a fair bit of water to go under the bridge. But mm. in saying that, you're right. Seven years remaining on a contract, you'd think you're, you're pretty safe. And it must be also stated that if he wants to stay, there's nothing that Melbourne yeah, can do. Right. But what we've seen in the what we've seen in the past, when clubs really force it, not saying the D's will do this, but when clubs really force it, the players feel like the best way um, to deal with that is, is to accept the club's decision. And and, and Brody Grundy is probably the best example of that. But also Adam Trelaw, um, he's had a difficult year because he had that hamstring injury. Mm. He missed 12 weeks. He was in hospital with a foot infection, and there is absolute widespread frustration and concern, it must be said, in equal measure from teammates around Clayton Oliver. Um, they're worried for him. They're hoping They're hoping that he can rediscover the professionalism and the hunger um, and the, uh, I guess, the standards that he displayed throughout the first few years of his career if he stays at the club next year. But internally at Melbourne, um, yeah, there, there's some concerns and frustrations about the way things have played out this season to the point where... Uh, conversations have developed where um, even moving in with Max Gorn in a temporary measure was was canvassed and has been canvassed as Gorn sort of seeks to put his arm around um, one of his star players who's had a difficult season. So there's a bit happening for sure. So how hard is it for someone like you then, Tom, who is doing your job wanting to report what's happening, but then as soon as something comes out, the clubs get on the front foot a lot of the time and deny it, and then everybody else normally just sides with the clubs. But there's a lot going on that is unspoken, and until it's revealed, um, it kind of stays behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's the challenge of journalism, isn't it? Trying to um, find out what people don't want you to know. I mean, I think it's pretty... It's pretty clear here that uh, Melbourne isn't pushing him out. Melbourne isn't shopping him in, in the same way that um, Brody Grundy... Would. I keep using Brody Grundy as an example because he had such a long time left on his deal at Collingwood at the time. So that's sort of the parallel there. Mm. But it's not like Melbourne is saying to clubs, hey, who wants Clayton Oliver? I think it's clubs saying to Melbourne, what are your thoughts on, on, uh, on trading Oliver? And Melbourne are saying, well, we don't want to trade him. Um, he's a star player, but if you've got something for us, then we're open to it. So that's the genesis of that. And 
Um, you know, Cal Toomey and Riley Beveridge have reported similar things. I've just read a story in The Age from, um, I think it's Nick Gleeson and, and Peter Ryan, who have um, confirmed that Melbourne are open to these conversations. And the Herald Sun has now reported it as well with Jay Clark. So it's certainly everywhere behind the scenes. Mm. One thing Melbourne can't do is say publicly, we are open to trading him. Um, or we want to trade him, because then his value diminishes significantly. You know, you can understand that clubs would go, oh, we can get him for cheap. So Melbourne will publicly um, say, no, no, he's either not up for trade right now, or he's a contracted player, or we love him and we want to help him. Um, But privately, if they're having these conversations and listening to these offers from other clubs, which haven't come yet, I don't think, then then there's certainly, when, when there's smoke, there's certainly fire. And, you know, if you're going to ask me, do I think Clayton Oliver will be at Melbourne next year? Um, I would say on the balance of things, I still think he probably probably will be, but it's not as I'm not as certain as I was, you know, a couple of months ago. So the, mm. the, there's certainly a bit happening. Tom, uh, something a little bit more clean cut and a little bit closer to home. Chris Burgess from the Gold Coast <laughs> Suns, uh, he's requested a trade to Adelaide, so that's most likely going to happen. You would think, considering what's yeah. coming into the organisation at the Gold Coast Suns, Jeb Walter, a big key position player. Uh, and the fact that Chris has struggled to get a game in the last couple of years, despite being in fantastic form in the VFL. Well, I look forward to asking Craig Cameron about this. We've got Craig Cameron, the Gold Coast list manager on trade radio at two o'clock today. Um, but it says a bit that Marby Ochoal and um, Chris Burgess are both looking to get out, given that they're likely to be playing VFL. So Adelaide can get him. I don't think they're going to have to give up too much to get him. Mm. Um and that can add to their forward, their forward depth, especially because they're likely to lose Shane McAdam to Melbourne. So I think that will get done. I think that will get done fairly easily. I'm not sure the Suns will play hardball over that. They're, clean, they're keen to open up some list spots so they can bring in these four academy players. Uh, as you said, Jed Walter is a key forward. So, and they've got Lukosius, they've got Levi Casbolt, who's re-signed, and of course, they've got Ben King. So I think opportunities were going to be limited for Chris um, Burgess next year at uh, the Gold Coast Suns. And I think the Adelaide Crows are a good fit. And the Adelaide Crows have money as well. Like they've got, they're in a pretty good position salary cap wise. I really like the Crows rebuild. You know, their rebuild started at the same time as North Melbourne and they've developed really well. Yes, they missed finals this, this year, but I think um, it's hard to fault the way they've gone about it. I think Justin Reed and his team have done an excellent job. And the hardest step clearly is still to come, you know, leaping into finals and winning finals. Mm. But I think, I think so far so good. And I think um, Burgess adds to that. Tom Morris, thank you so much for joining us, mate. We'll catch you tomorrow. No worries. Thank you, lads. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. We are at seven minutes to eight on SENSA Breakfast. Uh, some of the good stuff this morning. You can get on the road faster, 13, 27, 27. Well, the good stuff is, Mark Bickley, we were talking about a little bit earlier in your sports update that we had a representation in Major League Baseball, and that is Curtis Mead making Australian baseball history when the team rosters are now confirmed for the postseason. So amazing stuff for Curtis Mead. I reckon that's pretty good, don't you? 
Oh, it's amazing. And like I said, all the other players that have played in the major leagues have been pitchers, but he's um, an infielder, which is even better. And like I say, he's in good form. He hit a home run the other day. So uh, we wish him all the best. What if an opportunity. have any nominations for the good stuff, send them in on the text 0427 154 166. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable, budget car and truck rental. 13 27 27. Time to welcome in our next guest from the Adelaide 36ers. Trey Kell, it's good! Trey Kell, can he hit back-to-back threes? You betcha! It was a disappointing result on the weekend for the Adelaide 36ers against Melbourne United. They want to make amends with a pretty tough road trip before coming back home on the 14th of October. One of the shining lights in the performance on the weekend was our new signing, Trey Kell. Good morning to you, Trey. A disappointing result, but your first opportunity to play at home in front of the fans. What did you make of the game? Um, I think that's a great way to put it. Um, it wasn't the result that we wanted, you know. Um, we felt like we let one kind of slip away from us, but um, the home crowd was great, gave us great energy throughout the game. Um, you know, definitely a great turnout, and, you know, hopefully the, the next home game will be a better result. You mentioned the home crowd. It must be nice, actually, when you're playing Adelaide to actually enjoy that energy as opposed to uh, what you've come to expect when you're playing for South East Melbourne. Yeah, that's uh got that a lot this year. Um I know last time I came in to uh we did not win as the opposing team, so I'm good that's that's good news for you guys and bad news for us at the time, but um I'm glad to be on this side. Trey, you're just trying to figure it out as a team at the moment. We lose an import pretty early. Uh, we've got a lot of new faces. So uh, there's only so many scrimmages you can have. And then with the blitz happening in Queensland, um, is it just going to take a little bit of time to understand the system that CJ is implementing? And then um, hopefully that can connect a little bit sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. Um, like you said, it's, you know, things, only so much can get done when you play against the, you know, the same guys every day um, in the preseason. And, you know, we just, we had some injuries in the blitz, um, you know, to some key guys. Um, so, you know, that, that definitely, you know, puts us behind the eight ball in terms of, like you said, getting used to the system and getting to know each other and stuff like that. So we're playing a little bit of catch up, but at the same time, I think we're not, the, not as far as some people may think. Um, we were competitive in both games um, and definitely had a chance to win both games. We just kind of, um, you know, just had some bad patches in the game that kind of let it get to a point where we shouldn't have. Um, but besides that, you know, we're optimistic where things can go. I think it must be also a little bit of a reminder to some casual fans of how competitive the NBL is. You have a look at a team of the calibre of Melbourne United who have um, Australian boomers in Matthew Delavadova and Chris Golding playing for them, but also Shea Illy was outstanding. I mean, the, the league seems to continually grow and get better, and if you're not at your best, then you could probably end up being behind as, as was what was displayed on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the competition in the league is great. Um, like you said, you know, there's not really... Um, like other leagues where there might be games where you know, you know, that team's not really the best and, um, you know, you can easily win that game. I don't think that's necessarily the case in this league. Every game is going to be one where you have to come in focused and ready to go. And if not, um, like you mentioned, you might end up, uh, you're going to find yourself on the wrong end uh, more often than not in this league. So 
Um, it's definitely trending upwards this league, and um, you have to bring it every day. How have you enjoyed Adelaide so far? Uh, it's been good. Um, I always tell uh, you know my family and everyone back home, um, it reminds me of San Diego a lot. Um, real, real chill. You know, everyone here is real calm. It's easy to get everywhere. Nothing is too far. Um, the weather and like being by the beach, you know, all that reminds me of being back home. So that's uh that makes it nice for me, obviously being away from home. Can you talk to yeah. us um, about the hairstyle of uh, Trenton Flowers, please, Trey? Because we noticed that Jacob Wiley brings energy and uh, Trenton, his hair is extreme. And when we, we saw him running down the court on Sunday, it's almost like his hair was holding him back because there's so much of it. So have you had conversations about how he goes into preparation to do his hair each game? Is there a chance that he's going to cut it or this is part of his brand? You know what? You're putting it very nicely. Um, I told him, I told him a million times he needs to cut it, but he's not. He's uh, very strong on his stance that he's not cutting it. So that is a that is a Trenton look. Whatever, uh, whatever makes him play good. I do not. If the hair makes him play good, then so be it. Um, but I'm an advocate for getting the haircut. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about Trenton Flowers because he, he's come over with big raps uh, and a lot of people are excited about what he's uh, hopefully going to show. Have you have you liked what you're seeing so far on the training track and also uh, in games? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, I think it's tough, you know, to be in a position like that, um, you know, having so much pressure and expectations on you and not ever playing a professional game and then being as young as he was. Um, you know, I can just look back to when I was fresh out of high school and my first college season, and I struggled some. And I can only imagine doubling that, you know, the talent and physicality and all those kinds of things. So um, he's been handling it well. You know, I think throughout the season he's just going to improve, improve, um, getting more used to the physicality in the league and professional basketball. But, um, you know, everyone's already – seeing the flashes and you know glimpses of what he can bring and we're just trying to help him and make sure we, he can do that more on a consistent basis for us well Trey it's a tough road trip coming up we've got the Wildcats we've got the Kings and then we're back home on the 14th um, well done on the way that you played on Sunday and hopefully we can come back with a, a couple of wins to really kick start our season we appreciate your time on SENSA no absolutely no thank, uh, thank you for having me uh, memberships are still available to Bix. Uh, on the 14th, uh, the uh, Adelaide 36ers are going to be turning the Entertainment Centre pink, raising as much money as possible, which is going to be fantastic. So um, if you have something pink, make sure you wear that to the game. Um, and yeah, watching Trenton Flowers even go through his shoot-around, he's so tall to see what he can do with his athleticism. It's ridiculous, Bix. So once they find a little bit of cohesion, mm. um, I think they will be okay. There's still a lot of work to do with the Adelaide 36ers, though. Yeah, well, look, you just hope that they do, you know, he's going to get some opportunities. That's the thing. And when young players get opportunities, generally they they have the capacity to improve rapidly. We've seen that before with other players throughout the league. Uh, and, yeah, let's just hope that they can 
find some sort of consistency. They get uh, as they get to know each other better. The the, the players that have come together that'll uh, no doubt help. Yeah, the one thing I'm I'm worried about when it comes to a next star. So the way that this works, Bix, is that instead of these players opting to go and play in college, the mm-hmm. next star system is come and experience a professional league. So Josh Giddy did that, um, Lamelo Ball did that at Illawarra, yep. but they are also then in the hands of their managers and the recruiters mm. and the scouts where they can shut you down whenever they like. So potentially, we saw, that, that, didn't we? We saw it with Josh Giddy, uh, and he didn't play the remainder of the season that he was here, the same as Lamella Ball a little bit earlier. So we just hope we get to see a lot of Trenton Flowers before the decision is made when he stops and then focuses on the next phase of that. <laughs> so we become attached to these players and then they go straight away. Well, it is tough because. If they star, then that's going to be earlier, isn't it? Yeah. And so we just need a gradual build, perhaps, uh, as the season goes on, so that uh, we, yeah, like you said, we get to see him as long as possible. Uh, we got a text on zero four two seven one five four one double six. This is Trevor, who said, "Because if you're driving uh, around the uh, destination from Melbourne to Adelaide, or vice versa, just be aware there's some potholes after Ararat until about fifty k's <laughs> just outside of Melbourne. So please do that today." Good on you, Trev. Thanks very much for that. And another one here around the um, the big stuff up in the EPL at the moment with the VAR. That that that's growing some legs mm. as well as they've just released the the audio. Yes. Uh, from what the, the conversation that took place uh, in the VAR, and I haven't heard the audio, but apparently it was. It there was are expletives. Way... There are expletives yeah. like O S four letter word and stuff. So there's a lot of uh, uh, Liverpool fans that aren't very happy with that, including so a few um, people on the text line saying, you know, they're making the AFL actually look good now <laughs> compared yes. to when we were saying, why can't we get it right? Look what the other leagues do it all around the world. But as we've said ad nauseum, when you've got humans involved, there's always the potential for human error, which is proven what's happened in the VAR in the Premier League. Well, actually, you know what? We had that text earlier uh, about. Neil, because I said you should go down the slide. Um, KD of Horsham, who's listening in Horsham at the moment, we are going to get you that Signet Boost Power Bank. It will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. So thank you for suggesting Bix goes down the slide. Neil, if you have any other suggestions of what Mark Bickley should do on his drive home from Melbourne to South Australia today, where he should stop, what bakeries he should go to, um, Mm -hmm. where he will be recognised, please let us know on the text line. And after the news, we'll get into quick Bix. Norm Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Six minutes past eight. Good morning to you. Been a big morning as well, Mark Bickley. We spoke to Tom Morris, who you would have just heard in the news there, having a chat about Clayton Oliver, um, also Trey Kill from the Adelaide 36ers. We will chuck that on the podcast. Big day today, of course, the run home with Kimbo and the Roots from 3pm Sports Day SA. We with Blighty and Wilds, our number. If you want to call us, one 736 736 I think we should do this. Suggestion that pasties at the Wimmera Bakery and Neil are also excellent. <laughs> and now, I've got so much to remember. The pasties at the Wimmera Bakery, the potholes on the other side of our rat. Go down the slide at Neil. Mm, mm. Go to Sister to Rocks do. and do some vandalism on the rocks. I think you're allowed to do that, or you're not allowed to anymore. But yeah. Okay. How does what this work, Quick Bix? Well, this is Quick Bix. Well, well, How does it work? Yeah, you've got uh, six questions that you ask, and you give me ten seconds to answer them. 
Sometimes they are a little bit uh, complex. So what happens is I get one extension where I can extend that time out to give me some bit more thinking time. Today's really easy. I'll be honest with you. It's really easy because you're not here with me in Studio Lumo. So I miss Mm -hmm. you. So I've been a little bit distracted and you're distracted because you're not like next to me to keep you focused. So you're looking around at everything. There's people everywhere in Melbourne because of trade radio. So um, this is how the 10 second timer sounds. You get one extension. I don't think you're going to need an extension today, Bix. Why is that? I reckon you are going to get six out of six, Bix. Oh, this is a hope so. Six out of six for quick Bix. All right. Good luck. Here we go. This is the triple edition. So. Triple edition? Yes. uh, I said I was going to change it up a little bit today. So what I am going to uh, suggest is three names, items, topics, people, and you need to say what they have in common. Mm Mm-hmm. Each one is that, okay? Okay. So let's start us off. Question one in the triple edition of Quick Bix. Barry Hall, Billy Frampton, Byron Pickett. Mm. So I'm thinking they're all premiership players. Mm Mm-hmm. Have they are they premiership players that have played for three different clubs? Oh, that's a great start, Mark Bickley. That's a really good start from you. Very <laughs> good you. work. Good question though, wasn't it? It was an excellent question. Thank well you. done, Jared. They go downhill from here, just like you going down the nil slide <laughs> later on after lunch. Um, Andrew Mackey, Dustin Martin, Mick Martin. Andrew Mackey, Dustin Martin. And Mick Martin. Mick Martin. Well, Mick Martin and Dustin Martin both wore number four. I thought you were going to say have the same surname. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's got it. Well done. Um, And for some reason, I thought Mackie was seven or eight. But um, in the absence of anything else, I'm going to go they're all number four. You are correct. Well done. Oh, that was a surprise. Thank you. It's good. Question three in the triple edition of Quick Picks. Tony Lockett, Mick Malthouse, Danny Frawley. Tony Lockett and Danny Is this somehow related to my drive home, do you think? I can't comment on that. I think Tony Lockett and Danny Frawley were born in Ballarat. Um, And I'm guessing Mick Malthouse might have been as well. So I'm going with Ballarat. Well done. Okay, I wanted to make it kind of topical because you're going to be driving (laughs) through Ballarat. Um, Okay, three from three. Mm Mm-hmm. This is question four in the triple edition of Quick Bix. Jeremy McGovern, Harry Himmelberg, and Jack McRae. Jeremy McGovern, Harry Himmelberg, <laughs> and Jack McRae. I think all have brothers that play in the AFL. What are their brothers' names, by the way? Finn McRae, uh, Mitch McGovern... And uh, Elliot Himmelberg. Good job. Question five. In the triple edition of Quick Bix. Adam Kingsley, Michael Voss, Brad Scott. Now, I I think we might have touched on this last week. Um, All three are senior coaches that played in the 2004 grand final. Yeah, good. Well done. Five from five. I told you it was easy today. Yeah, Do you no, think it's it was, easy? Well, it's. 
I think it's gettable yeah. for for most people that are playing. No, I'm not saying it's easy. It's, yeah. good, it's excellent content. Thank you. By you. Oh, thanks. Thanks, boss. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the feedback. All right, last question here for <laughs> six from six in the triple edition of Quick Bix. Pure milk, Tui's, pepper money. Pure milk. Tui's. You haven't used your extension yet. Use it. Can I use my extension? Yeah, you've used it. Yep. Is this something to do with Guernsey sponsorship? I can't tell you. Pure milk, Tui's, pepper money. I can remember St Kilda wearing a yellow pure milk Guernsey and I know that they more recently have Pepper's money and I think I don't know long 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 time ago maybe they had Tui so I'm just going to go with St Kilda Guernsey sponsors (laughs) that's very good you did very well then mate that's a good quiz I like the triples the triples is pretty good yeah. I'm happy well, with maybe that. Maybe do the double, doubles next or the quadruples? No, well, how about I'll just write it and you just <laughs> answer the questions if that's okay because I'd like to have some control over that something happens on this program. Um, no, that's good. Very nice work, Mark Bickley. We like it. Uh, I need your nomination next for the good stuff too. You can get on the road faster, 13, 27, 27. If you do have any suggestions, you can send us a text, 0427 154 166. It's 12 past eight. Eighteen minutes past eight. Good morning. It's it's not really a good morning weather-wise. Uh, Sixteen degrees, cloudy showers today. Mark quickly is about to jump in the car and head back to South Australia. If you have any recommendations of bakeries, um, you should do like a full kind of bakery update and go to every bakery on the way back. Yeah, well, that that would take me about sixteen hours, I reckon. Well, I'm planning to get back just a little bit quicker than that, perhaps. I think you should commit to that, um, and then you can go back <laughs> and listen to all of the podcasts that we have done. That is going to be my recommendation of the good stuff today. Do you have a nomination, Bix? You can get over the road faster as you are thirteen twenty seven twenty seven budget car rentals. What's your nomination for the good stuff today? Yeah, I'm going with Jake Lehman because Jake Lehman is the stand-in skipper for the South Australian Redbacks. They played their first. Sheffield Shield game or started their first Sheffield Shield game yesterday, won the toss elected to bat, they were in all sorts of trouble, 4 for 49 I think it was at one stage but then got busy with the tail and ended up making a century so uh, batted his team out of trouble, ended up 307 uh, and then was still only early in the day, the average just under 5 runs and over and then the, uh, the Tasmanians are 1 for 94 so they've got some work to do if they get out and get any play done today. What's the weather? Hap- what's happening over there? Is it uh, raining still? Yep, it's still raining. Sixteen degrees today, so mm. um, it's not looking good. But that's just what happens with the Redbacks, doesn't it? They they normally do really good things, and then either the rain jumps in and says, "No, no, no, we're going to prevent you from winning," or another result does. <laughs> no, they'll be fine. I just, um, yeah, they would have liked to have grabbed a few more wickets off Tasmania. I would have thought in that last session or so. But the, uh, like I said, with the if there is a little bit in the pitch now with this weather, you know, perhaps if they get an opportunity to play today, they might be able to have some luck with the ball. The other news that you are waking up to, if you missed it late last night, Travis Boak has another year at Port Adelaide. Stressful couple of weeks, I think, um, post-season, just with the decision um, and just talking through with family and, and the club and, and what I wanted to do next. But I've still got a lot of 
drive and my body still feels great other than the uh, the cracked ribs I had this year. But um, no, I'm really excited for another year and, and looking forward to getting out there again. There was a photo of Bokey on socials last night with him sitting there with his Guernsey behind it. There were two footballs that had Boke on them, uh, football boots leaning in, a lot of Travis Boke memorabilia. It got me thinking, if you walk into your house, Mark Bickley, is mm. there any indication that you played football at the highest level or is it all away like your premiership Guernsey? Um, now, let me think. I don't think there is. I've got two. I've got a couple of photos um, and a like a block-mounted piece in my shed. Yep. Um, but other than that, when when we won the premiership, there was this great – I was working at West End Brewery at the time and – after in the change rooms afterwards, the premiership cup got filled up with beer and I was drinking out of the premiership cup and I just happened to have a can of draft in my other hand, West End draft. And as I was drinking, um, someone snapped a photo and then that photo became like made into a block mount. That's and good. it said, um, also available in stubbies and cans because I was drinking out of the premiership cup with the West End draft. That is very good. Quite clever, and that got sort of distributed. They were hanging up in pubs all around South Australia 30 years ago. I'm not sure I've seen too many of late, but I've got one in my shed, which is a bit of fun. Uh, One of the things that I heard over the weekend was the weight of the Premiership Cup. It looks really heavy, but it's not that heavy, is it? Uh, It's not light. Um, You could probably hold it up one hand if you're a strong bloke. What is funny is people try and put it on their head. Yes. But but the opening (laughs) isn't all that big. And I can't remember who it was, put it on the head, and someone just went to yank it off, and it took a whole chunk of skin out of their nose when it came off. Yeah, so that is not good. There's lots of hazards. Another another story, we were taking the cup round to all the uh, regional centres in a, in a light plane, and we got to Sejuna, and it was rather windy. And as we landed, um, one of the players, I think it might have been Peter Caven or someone like that, Kim Costa, we were on this trip, put the Premiership Cup on the wing of the plane. Oh, no. And then a gust of wind came and blew it off. So you can think the height of the wing of a small plane is probably about head high, blows off onto an asphalt tarmac, dented the cup, scratched it. So it had to go back to the official Premiership Cup jeweller to be uh, retouched. To, I did notice sure that the Premiership Cup, good again. when it was handed over to Collingwood, it didn't have the name Collingwood engraved on the cup. I think there's enough time between the final siren and uh, the actual uh, cup being presented to the winning team to have an engraver there on site to write the name of the team on there. You think so? Uh, yep, I reckon there's enough time. Oh, oh, look, I know that Com from Brighton Trophy Centre could probably do it. He would have done it straight many, away. There are not many in the world that can do it that quickly. Okay, it takes a bit longer. There's a challenge for Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre back <laughs> after this. Tyre Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Been a big show today, Mark Bickley, at 28 minutes past eight. Uh, we had a chat to Tom Morris and also Trey Kell from the Adelaide 36ers. Uh, look, keep it on SENSA all day today. The run home with Kimba on the Roots from 3 and Sports Day SA. Uh, we did get a text in. I thought it would be quite humorous to finish on Bix 0427154166. We were talking about the good stuff today. Yeah. And this is from Josh from Aldinga Beach who said, preemptive good stuff. Mark Bickley immersing himself in the fanfare from the new locals as he rockets down the slide today. That's from Josh. 
What a picture that, that a visual that sort of conjures up. I, I just can't see it happening. Maybe we might throw one of the kids down there at some stage, like, um, you know, after being in the car for a couple of hours, that might just get them out and about. It's one of the things that you need to do. Go to the bakery. <laughs> Today I would like you to send me a photo of you with okay. a pasty or a pie in your hand. All right, I'll do that. Even if it's one of the kids, because I know your, your body is a temple, so let the kids <laughs> eat that. No, the Wimmera, a pasty from the Wimmera Bakery is the recommendation I'm going with. All right, you are going to do that. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to chat to Barat Sunder Racing to preview the ICC Men's World Cup. We will uh, check in with our AFLW teams as well. And, of course, thank you so much for the calls and texts today, your interaction on social media. We absolutely love it. Be safe on the roads because uh, it is quite slippery, 16 degrees. And, Bix, be safe driving home. I'll catch you in Studio Lumo tomorrow. We'll do. See you then.